welcome to the Next Level Life podcast. I'm your host, Christine Corcoran, founder of Periscope Coaching, qualified business and life coach, Edis profiler and speaker. The Next Level Life podcast is all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner to help you push past your fears and inspire your soul. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. On today's episode, I'm talking to Catherine Ottobrino. Catherine is a holistic life coach and speaker who specializes in Reiki, crystal healing and sound healing and EFT. Throughout 2017, Catherine has educated over 300 women in her live workshops nationally, where she works on self-acceptance, self-respect, and self-belief to, to assist the women to create the best version of themselves so that they can believe that anything is possible. Throughout today's episode, we talk about her personal journey and how she's gone from breakdown to hard work to breakthrough to then actually discover her purpose to help others also through the process of self-acceptance and self-aware, to become self-aware, to believe in their self-worth. Lots of selves. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's get straight into, let me introduce you to Catherine Ottobrino. Catherine, welcome, welcome to my podcast. I'm so excited to get started with you today. Thank you for having me, Christine. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So just to get started, for the listeners who don't know you, would you mind just telling us a little bit about your journey and what you do and who you work with? Yeah, so I'm a holistic life coach. Um, I'm also a healer and a speaker. Um, Some of the modalities, I guess, that I use with my clients um, is EFT, which is Emotional Freedom Technique. I'm also a Reiki practitioner. So I absolutely love working with the chakra system in the body. I also use sound therapy and crystals as well in my one-on-one healing sessions. So that's what I, I guess, um, what I do. I really help to work. I work with women and help them to, I guess, really embody self-love and self-worth and self-confidence again. And I really help to empower women to be the best version of themselves again and to have that confidence to go out and really do anything that they want and to believe that anything is possible in life. That's awesome and so important in this day and age. And I think especially like you may have seen a lot on social media at the moment, the Me Too movement. And I think it's so important that women are able to step into their own and really start thinking about what's best for them and how we can love ourselves to then be better versions of ourselves to show up for the people in our lives. So that's, that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this and how you started your own business. Um, yeah, so look, I'm in quite, you know, the early stages of my business, which is extremely exciting and I got into it I've been into personal and transformational work since I was about 16 so over 20 years and I've studied many different modalities and really gone through my own personal journey of um, you know being in a lot of relationships that were abusive in some way and um, 
for me, it showed up with emotional abuse. But what I really learned from all those relationships and I guess when I came out of them was it all had to do with how I viewed myself and how, how I... Um, how I accepted who I was. So it wasn't until I came out of these relationships that I started to do the work on myself and realised that it was because I was lacking self-esteem, lacking self-worth, lacking self-love, What was I allowing these kind of relationships in my life? So that was really a big driver for me to start to go out there and have an impact and help other women because a lot of the women that I do work with have had some form of abuse in their life, whether it's in their relationships, and it's very disempowering. Mm. So it's something that I really felt passionate about and it's something that I can relate to when I'm coaching with women. Um, so that, I guess, is, a, you know, what's led me to this point and how I've managed to have had such an impact on women in such a short space of time because I show up very, you know, very honest and very vulnerable about my own personal journey. Mm. That's a huge realisation to have and being aware and being able to accept and understand that being in those relationships that there is some form of responsibility on ourselves. Like to be able to have that type of realisation, how... Did that change your life at that time? Oh, it's completely changed my life, completely. It, you know, when you have that kind of realisation, and for me it was pretty much in a, in a breakdown, to have that realisation it took me years and years to rebuild myself and to rebuild my self-love muscle and to really tap into why I allowed myself to stay in those situations. And I was broken, like I was absolutely broken. When you have one relationship after another that is abusive, you come out, you don't know who you are, you don't know what you want and you've got to rebuild yourself and refine yourself all over again. So I pretty much took three years out to do that and I've I'd done a lot of study many, many, many years ago but I wasn't ready to start working and having this impact and mm-hmm. until now, well, until when I started my business because I needed to do the work myself so that I can then help other women and guide them and support them and know exactly what stage they're at in their process in the healing period. So it was about a three-year personal journey for me where I really just did the work and I really took the time out to actually go really deep into the core issues of why I didn't have the self-love and the self-worth. So after those three years of doing the work on myself and having coaching and having healings and doing my own personal rituals, it wasn't, that was when I realised I was ready to start helping other women because I had done it. I walked the path of doing it. And that is why I get such amazing results with my clients because I've been there and I've done it and I know exactly what to do in the process. And it's not just a learned thing. It's not just something I went and studied. Yes, I've studied coaching. Yes, I've studied Reiki. Yes, I studied all these modalities. But the way that I coach the women now is really from a personal and even and an intuitive level as well. So I can really, well, not can, I get 
extremely good results in a very short space of time with my clients and in my program as well. And so you talk about, um, you mentioned just then about the, the self-love muscle. Can you explain that concept and what that means? Yeah, so for me, self-love is something that we talk about a lot. We throw it around, self-love, self-love, but what is self-love? You know, self-love really, for me, shows up in three different categories. So it's self-acceptance, self-respect, and then self-belief. So we've really got to work on those three different areas in order to have that, that amazing, you know, self-love within so I say the self-love you know flexing the muscle because it's something you've got to work on continuously Mm. it's not something you wake up after a week and you've got that self-love you have to embody it you've got to work on it you've got to do the rituals it's something I still will I still do every day of my life and will continue to because self-love um you know it if you're not embodying self-love it's going to show up in different areas of your life whether it's personal or professional so once you really accept and love the person you are no matter what think anything is possible and that's when things in life can things in life can really really change because you have that acceptance and that respect and then you've got the self-belief to go out there and to create anything you absolutely want so I guess that's why self-love to me is so important because it affects so many different areas of people's life Mm. but they don't realize it as well a lot of people don't realize what could be holding them back is they don't love themselves and they don't accept themselves so I get women to realize and understand once we do the work on these areas everything can change for you in all areas of your life. Yeah, amazing. So if say if we had a listener at the moment listening to this and th- thinking they're right at the beginning of their journey and they may have just left an abusive relationship and they don't understand the concept of self-love in regards to, you know, we do hear it. You're so right. We hear it everywhere. People throw it around and a lot of people have the concept that self-love is self-importance or it's um looking looking after themselves and going to get a facial and which is amazing all of that stuff helps with self-love yeah so what would you be able to say to someone who's just starting out what would be something they should focus on first um taking the time out to really think about who they are you know really think about who they are as a person and what they want and to stop looking for outside validation. So to stop asking people what they need to be doing with their life and to really start looking within. Self-love is all about turning it around and looking within for the answers. So for someone that is, you know, say, for example, just come out of an abusive relationship, they're very lost, they're very disempowered. They do not feel good about themselves at all. So my, I guess, invite to them would be to really do the work and go within and sit in that for a while, even if it doesn't feel good, but just know that, you know, they can they can move through that as well because a lot of people, they don't want to do the work on self-love, so they start looking for outside validations. Mm. So they might go, I don't feel good about myself, and then, you know, they're, 
looking for other external things to make themselves feel good, but then the cycle continues. Um, so really stop and reflect on who they are and I guess, you know, who they want to become first before they start looking for outside validations to make themselves feel good about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So you mentioned there's a few self-love practices that you do on a regular basis. Is there something that like would be your set morning routine that you do that sets you up for the day? The one thing I do every single morning is mantra affirmation work and my mantras and affirmations change. So I don't necessarily use the same one, but I always have a self love affirmation. I do my mantras a little bit different because I use them with body movement. So I don't necessarily just write my affirmations, which absolutely you can do. It's still effective. But for me, I actually come up with my powerful affirmation, depending on what's showing up for me. Mm -hmm. Then I record it and then I actually repeat the affirmation over and over again, but I use it with body movement. So generally when I'm walking is when I'll be repeating this. And I do this for about 10 minutes every day. Awesome. And so by recording it, how much more powerful is it when you actually hear it in your own voice? That's, that's awesome. Look, it is so powerful. And I never used to do that. I used to write my affirmations. I used to do mirror work. Mirror work is very, very powerful as well. But when you record it, it really does something, I guess, to your subconscious brain because it's you talking. So even though you probably, a lot of the women that I give this exercise to, they don't believe their affirmation, of course. So they find it very confronting and they're like, that is so weird to hear myself say something they don't believe. But what happens is the more they do it, the more their subconscious starts to believe it and the more they start to embody it. So why do I use it with body movement is because it embodies it in your cells and in your body. So that is something I do every single day. I just change up the affirmations depending on what's coming up for me at that time. Yeah. So I might work with the same affirmation for months, you know, a few weeks. If I feel something's coming up for me and I really need to do some work on it, I might change my affirmation. And when you say when you notice something's coming up for you, how would you describe that feeling? Like how would you know that that was happening? Look, I'm very aware. Um, I think being a coach myself and doing the work, I'm very aware of when something comes up. For me, it's an emotion. Mm-hmm. or it's a trigger. So when a trigger comes up and something triggers me, then I go into that trigger and I look for, the, I guess, the, the cause of the trigger. So it would be something that would cause a really heightened emotion for me. I would then go into it and figure out what it is and then do the work on that. The other, other way that I know that it causes something is it, it's a, I get generally a physical feeling in my body as well so it might show up in my chest as a bit of anxiety it might show up in my stomach as like butterflies so I physically do feel triggers as well yeah wow okay cool um and the reason I just wanted to clarify that a little bit more because sometimes people aren't aware that you know the thoughts that we have create that physical response and when you are in that state of first experiencing these things you really kind of 
disregard those things and push them to the side. Whereas being aware of it really helps you to move through it, I think. Yeah, look, not everyone is aware you're right and people walk around with physical um, issues all the time and they think, oh, I've just got a headache or a sore back. But every physical feeling is related to an emotion and I'm very passionate about that. So when I'm working with my clients and they have physical things come up, then we go into the physical form. Where do you feel it? How do you feel it? What colour is it? What shape is it? Because it's related to an emotion. Yeah. And so I would imagine with the work that you do with your clients, it can be quite um, emotional for yourself as well to experience what they're experiencing. How do you handle the balance of that? Is there anything that you do in particular that helps you to keep the balance of not taking on the emotions from your clients? Yeah, I have um, some rituals that I do. So before I have clients, whether it's in person, because some of my clients I see in person, majority um, I will do online, on an online platform. So I surround myself with a beautiful golden light and a, or a bubble, as you may call it, before I have any interaction with my clients. And then when I finish um, my sessions or my healings with my clients, I disconnect myself from that person because it is very important as a light worker that I'm protecting my own energy. In the early days of doing this work, obviously I didn't. Um, I used to take on other people's stuff without realizing it because we're all energy. But now I have really strong boundaries that I put in place with these rituals so that I make sure I'm not taking on my client's stuff and I can, I guess, distinguish between their stuff and my stuff now. Yeah, huge, yeah. So how would you feel that you've changed through the experience of working with these women in the last few years? I guess I've changed because I learned so much from my clients as well. And although I am you know, ahead of their journey and their healing process and I've been in the, you know, walk the path, it still really helps me because sometimes things will come up and I, you know, sometimes if I'm working with clients, I might feel like there is something that's coming up. So I know that I need to go and work on it first. So it's helping me to transform. It's helping, helping me to become a better coach from just working with these women it's really hard to explain um but i you know it's 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 but you learn from your clients i guess that's what i'm trying to say so it's it's you both learn from each other and there's no such thing as people just showing up in your life and these clients are my sole clients and they're sent to me for a reason to teach me something as well as me to teach them Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. So in your journey with setting up your business and to what you've achieved so far, what do you feel has been some of the biggest challenges you've had along the way? Some of the biggest challenges I think has been making sure I'm still really working on my self-love because it, it has, you know, shown up in my business a lot with the whole you know, are you good enough to be, you know, coaching these women? And my mean girl does come up and play a bit of a part. So it's, 
that for me has been a bit of a challenge just to be really aware of it and make sure I'm continually checking in with that and continually doing the work. I think also for me, I'm an overgiver. So I overgive because I just want to have an impact on these women's lives. I want them to get results. I want them to change. I want them to be where I am. So I overgive and that's something that I have to, I guess, be really careful of because by overgiving then my I'm not really filling up my own cup sometimes. So that's been a challenge is really trying to have that balance of, okay, Catherine, you've given everything, you, you've given enough now, now it's time to fill your own cup up, yeah. back up. So something which I'm definitely learning from and getting better at is to make sure that I'm filling my own cup up first so that I can give back to these women as well. Yeah, beautiful. And is there anything in particular that you've learnt about yourself along the journey? Anything I've learned about myself, probably, probably that it's a never-ending journey as well and I still need to continuously do the work. So when I, a couple of years ago, two years ago when I first started doing this work, and really starting to go out there and do private clients one-on-one, I think I thought that my journey, I, I was all good. But it wasn't until I started doing that did I realise, no, I've got to continually keep doing the work. It's an ongoing journey and I'm not perfect and no one's perfect and I'm still going to have to um, do, yeah, do the work no matter what. And I think it works the same in business as well. Like we think that, you know, you're just going to get there and it's mm. going to be all good. Whereas business constantly changes and we've got to constantly work with the flow as well. So understanding that, you know, you had these plan for one-on-one coaches, coaching sessions. How did your business develop from going with, from one-on-one to doing workshops to doing online programs? Very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> so it happened, um, very, very quickly. So I started my um, business while I was working in a full-time corporate sales job and I did it behind the scenes. So I really built it up on weekends and, you know, evenings and things like that. But when my business really went, I guess, February this year is when my business really took a turn for um it exploded pretty much. So I went from just doing one-on-one coaching to running events to now running online programs, which is my signature program is Soul Bootcamp. So that just happened very quickly. The need was there. Clients were asking me, clients were reaching out. They wanted community. They wanted to work with other women. So it happened very naturally, though. It happened in a very short space of time, but it happened very naturally and very quickly. But that is works for me because I'm a fast mover. Yeah, awesome. I wouldn't have it any other way. What are your beliefs about, what do you believe to be true about business in general? But in what context, like what do you mean? So what does your business mean to you? My business me, my business is, is me, is everything. My business is my purpose. My business is the impact I'm having in the world. My business is 
what I love. It's my passion. I never wake up every morning and feel like I've got to go to work. You know, my business becomes, it's part of my life. Yeah. And any entrepreneurs out there doing this kind of thing will get that. And it almost is just a lifestyle for me. So I don't ever have days where I think, oh my God, I've got to work, you know, till late at night. I've got to work weekends. I just, I show up and I do what I need to do when I need to do it. And no matter what, even if I have a workshop and even if I'm not feeling amazing because I have days where I don't feel great all the time, I have to show up and I have to do the work because I have women that have invested their time and their money in coming to see me. So that's probably another thing I've learned about myself and that is no matter what, you can push through anything. Yeah, totally, right? Our energy is our choice. Absolutely. So how do you go about planning your days or planning your weeks? With lots of colour coding from Google. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I schedule everything in my diary. Um, It's not to say that everything goes according to plan. So I will schedule in my, you know, one-on-one private clients. I also schedule in my healing clients. I will schedule in content creation. I schedule everything in my diary because if it's scheduled, I do it and I know that I have to show up and do the work. It's something I've had to really learn, in, especially in the last six months in my business because I'm a very spontaneous person and I like to just go with the flow. However, when you run your own business, there has to be an element of structure as well. Don't get me wrong, it doesn't always go to plan. But my business is run um, on a very intuitive level as well. So I work a lot from my creative side as well as still trying to have that logic as well. Cool. So I was going to ask, is that something that obviously we've learnt in the last six months? It wasn't something that you did previously in other roles? It's sort of something you had to really put into practice? With the structure or the... Look, I've always been the most organised person, extremely organised, being um, an ex-sales manager or sales rep, account manager in all my roles. Oh, most organised person. You talk to my family and friends and I am organised. Yeah. <laughs> so that side of things, not so. it wasn't so hard, but it was more scheduling in, in creativity because I'm very much, um, my creativity can go on and off. My flow of creativity can, you know, go on and off. So I've had to really just schedule it in. And when I schedule it in, then I have no choice. And then the creativity just comes because my subconscious knows that's what I'm about to do. Yeah, that's massive because I think that's something that a huge lesson I've learned this year as well, that when you do schedule it in, your brain, your brain just works in the behind the scenes and starts to practice, to plan it and, you know, you're creating content even while you're doing something completely different and then when you sit down to actually do it, you're ready to get into flow whereas so many people really focus on going, oh, I really need to feel it, I need to be in the mood whereas sometimes, you know, when you get past that honeymoon period of business, it's like, you don't have time to get in the mood. You've just got to do it. (laughs) And when your business grows very quickly and before you know it, you have, you know, you're at full capacity with private clients and you're at full capacity with programs and you have women needing you to show up, you have no choice. Yeah. You have no choice but to do the work because it 
is there, it's been sent to you for a reason. So how often do you set goals for your business? I set goals for my business weekly, to be honest. Really? Yeah, so I do goal setting pretty much um, every Sunday and I will set goals for what I want to achieve in my business that week, whether that is a monetary figure or not or, you know, how many... um, how many women I want at my events or things like that. But I set goals. I mean, they're small goals. Don't get me wrong. They're not big, big goals. But I'm very big on setting goals at the beginning of the week. Yeah, cool. And so do you have a big dream in mind, something like, you know, a a 10-year goal or a big dream with what you want to create with your business? I wouldn't say 10-year goal. I haven't really thought that far. I work with my index card. So my index card for me is something that is everything I want to embody. I really do have a big vision to go international. I don't know how that looks, but I know that that is where I'm headed. And I also want to be on the big stage. I want to impact as many women as possible. I don't know how it looks right now and I don't know how it's going to show up, but I know my vision and I know that it will serve me at the right time. Love that. Really trusting in what's, mm. what's to come. That's really cool. So has there been any major self-development things that you've done along the way that has made an impact for you? Like is there any big courses or events that you've been to that's been a real impact for what, what's worked for you? Yeah, look, I invest a lot in self-development. And every year I will budget out how much I'm going to spend and what courses I'm going to do. So actually right now I'm doing my self-development budget for 2018. But for me, Anthony Robbins has had a major impact on my life and I did um, his his Unleash the Power Within this year. That was extremely transformational work. Um, I've also, I also have men, two other mentors, Alexi Panos and Preston Smiles, and I've done um, their self-development course, which is called The Bridge. So the reason I really resonate with the work that they do, because they do a lot of body-based work, which is what I do. So for me, having the balance between the body-based and the head-based and the NLP work has really been major life-changing for me. I will do at least two to three personal development courses a year as well as my own study. Yeah, that's awesome. Really cool. So we we were talking a little bit earlier about the self-talk and your mean girl. So we all have that little voice in our head telling us what we can and can't do. When it comes to hitting a roadblock or having a setback, what does your little voice tell you? My mean girl, what does she... Oh, my mean girl, she um, loves to have a party with me. (laughs) And look, everyone has a mean girl or an inner critic, however you want to explain it. Some women I work with name their mean girl, actually have a name for it. So in regards to roadblocks, it doesn't roadblock me anymore because I know what to do and I'm aware of her and I invite her... I guess um, I don't invite her into my house to have a cup of tea as such, but I know that she's there and I'm aware of it. So I know how to, I guess, really move through that process. 
not everyone has got to that stage yet, so their manga really takes over. But I think it's just about creating the awareness and knowing the difference between who's talking to you. Yeah, definitely. And so when you have a breakthrough or you have some success happen in your business, how do you celebrate? I treat myself to something that involves self-care for me. So I am really big on self-care. So for me, I will treat myself, I might even take half the day off just to really, I guess, celebrate, take some time out, de-stress, probably go and book myself in to have a massage, you know, go and get my hair done or go and get my nails done. I think it's super important to do that when you, when you know, to celebrate your wins because we can get so caught up in the next thing mm. that we can actually forget about really sitting in the gratitude of what, what we've just achieved. So for me, it would be something like that um, as opposed to shopping or, I'm, you know, I'm not that kind of person that would just go and spend loads of money on clothes or bags or shoes, although obviously it's necessary. I spend it more on my self-care or travel. So travel to me really is a really, really, really big part of celebrating my wins. Yeah. Awesome. And so you mentioned a couple of cool people that you've been working with. So like Alexi and Preston uh, and having mentors, how important is it to you to surround yourself with people who have like-minded or have experienced what you've gone through with personal development or business? It is not just important, it's vital. It is absolutely the key that separates the people that succeed and the people that give up on their business. So it is an absolute must. It is a non-negotiable for me that I find mentors that I know will push me to the next level of my business as well as my personal level and also just surrounding myself with like-minded people, whether they're mentors or not, but putting myself in environments where I'm going to meet people that are on the same journey or even, you know, ahead of the journey so I can really get inside their brain and see what they're doing and how are they doing this and how are they showing up like this. So it is super, super, super important that you have mentors in your life and coaches. Yeah, awesome. So when it comes to building those business relationships, what do you feel is important? What qualities do you feel are important to bring to that? As in personal qualities. So for the people that I'm building the relationships with, yeah, look, I really think integrity. So um, integrity and authenticity for me is big. So people that are really authentic in what they're doing and they are really doing what they're doing and they're not just saying what they're doing. So they're not showing up in so on social media in one way, but behind closed doors they're very different. So I really look for people that are being authentic and people that have a, have a very similar message to me as well. Yeah, I think it's super, super, you know, important as well. And they have an integrity to their business. So they are really walking the, they're really walking the path of what they're saying they're doing and they're not just talking the talk. Yeah, that's huge, right? Because it's so easy in this day and age to look at social media and think that people just have it all when, mm. you know, 
when they're actually showing up authentically and showing their vulnerabilities at the same time as showing their strengths. I think that really just shows the whole embodiment of someone. So that's, that's awesome. So social media is a huge part of your business. How do you switch off from social media? Do you want the honest truth? Yes. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> um, that is something which I need to do some work on. It is something which I've really realised I don't actually switch off. I do all my social media at the moment. So all my marketing I'm actually doing myself. It's something I'm looking at changing in early next year. So it's something I do struggle with because I am online. So I, I feel like, you know, I try to put these strategies in place and, you know, I'll do things like I won't have my phone next to my bed, but then somehow my phone gets into my bed and I have rules where in the morning I'm not allowed to look on my phone, but somehow I'm emailing at seven in the morning or six in the morning. So I think it's a really big thing that a lot of us online um, entrepreneurs do struggle with. So it's something I really really need to start I guess figuring out how I can maybe implement a bit more structure in that yeah really important to have a social detox at times thank you for your honesty yeah I totally understand the so that is my honest opinion I'm not going to lie but I definitely and I get told all the time by people are you always on your phone um yeah I run my business on my phone yeah that's it. And I totally agree. Like sometimes I've, I do the same thing, set myself the rule of not having the phone by the bed and then it just, a week goes by it and it's back. <laughs> it appears in the bed, doesn't it? I don't yeah. know how it gets there. And then, you know, I will be being an overgiver as well. If my clients reach out to me, I really, really want to, you know, I want to answer them straight away. And I, do struggle with the whole, I guess, boundary work as well a little bit with clients. So that's something I'm also working on. But, yeah, definitely great question because it's made me really aware that it's something I want to really look at, you know, over the over the next couple of months. You know, leading up to Christmas, I want to be present. I want to make sure I'm, you know, spending time with my family and my friends and not constantly on my phone. It's just trying to find that balance as well. Yeah, definitely. So when it comes to what you create with your workshops, with someone who's never been to a workshop of yours, what, what would they expect from attending one of yours? They actually can, can expect a lot of different aspects to my workshops. But the one thing that I've really enjoyed this year is um, getting the feedback from all the women that come to my workshops and initially when I first did my first feedback form I was a little bit like a little bit nervous as to what I was going to get but it really just made me aware of what women want at my workshops so they can expect a really vulnerable experience but really Heart, my workshops are very heart-centered. So women coming together, like-minded women sharing their own personal experiences, their personal journeys. And what happens in my workshops, something magical happens in those rooms. Everyone in those workshops learns something from the other women going through those experiences. And I was having this conversation with someone the other day, actually, having run 
I think it was my 11th or 12th workshop last Sunday since April, every workshop is different for me. Every time I step into that room, whether I have 20 women or 30 women or 40 women, every workshop is different and I have an idea on the way the content's going to go, but you can't, I can't ever judge that because it really depends on the women in the room and what's coming up for them. And a lot of the women in, in my workshops have major breakthroughs, like life breakthroughs, um, because I will do laser coaching with them. And therefore, other women will, will learn and they'll grow from that experience. There is a lot of tools and strategies that I give, but really simple tools and strategies that they can actually take away from. Another thing that I always get the same feedback on the feedback form is they love the sharing. And a lot of other feedback I get is, wow, like couldn't fit any more in that workshop. And that comes back to, once again, over, you know, overgiving but in my workshops I just want to give people a taste of who I am how I work how I can change your life how you're going to get the results you're going to get so I definitely definitely love running my workshops it's one of my biggest biggest passions in my business is having a bigger impact in the at the one time beautiful So what would you say has been one of your proudest moments? One of my proudest moments, probably, I mean, there's been so many in such a short space of time. Probably the first time I did my first workshop because I was extremely nervous and I'll never forget that day I had a friend with me and we were going, he was coming with me to support me at that workshop. So my proudest moment was at the end, actually, and knowing I could do it and knowing I could get through that. And I had a really big crowd for my first workshop. First ever workshop I did, I had, I had something like 30, over 30 women, which is, which is massive for your first ever event. So that was definitely probably one of my proudest moments. I would also say... Another proud moment for me would be when I launched my online program, which really came about so quickly and it, it, I created it in such a short space of time, but I really achieved what I wanted to achieve in that first program. Awesome. Well done. That's amazing. Mm. So tell me, is there, um, has there been any major failures that maybe have resonated with you or where you've learned something new? Yeah, look, there's always going to be thing failures and it's all a learning curve. I've, um, I've put out workshops and, you know, they haven't all been rosy. I've put out workshops and I've cancelled a couple of workshops this year because there wasn't, it, maybe it wasn't the right time for people, maybe it wasn't the right topic or the right subject. So I guess in my eyes I saw it as a failure but it was all perfect it, was, it all showed up exactly how it was meant to. I mean, that's probably the only thing that stands out for me um, in, in regards to failures, but it's all a learning curve constantly and it's, it is a roller coaster, the early stages of your business, definitely. Yeah, awesome. And so what's coming up for you in 2018? Well, 2018 is huge for me. 
So 2018, I will be running my first ever retreat in Bali. And that's in the middle of June, so the 10th of June. And that's been a lifelong dream for me. Like I've been going to Bali since I was a really little girl coming from Perth. It's some, somewhere we used to holiday a lot. So 2018 is massive for me. I'll be doing my retreat um, and I will also be running my signature program, Soul Bootcamp. So at the moment, I'm just working on that program and I'm changing some of the content and really nutting out, you know, how the program looks for 2018. I will also be looking to launch a podcast myself as well and doing a lot of travel and starting to tap into the international market definitely next year. So big, big year ahead. I won't be running as many workshops as I did this year, but I'll still definitely be doing a national tour and getting out and seeing, you know, my tribe and all the women that I've, um, you know, met this year. Wow. Awesome. That's massive. Heaps going on. Yes. Very cool. Um, and so is there anything else that you're really excited about right now? Well, I have my first workshop in the Gold Coast coming up. So that is on November the 18th. And that is always, always really exciting to me when I go to a new, new state because it really just means that I'm, I guess, getting to impact more women. So that is exciting to me. It's my very, very first one in Queensland, but also my last workshop for 2017. So that's something that I'm extremely excited about um, at the moment. And my last round of Soul Boot Camp starts on the 8th of November. So I have two, two spots left to fill with that round and I've got the most amazing um, group of game-changing women already in that. So that's every time before I'm about to start my online program, I just feel so grateful that these women have really committed their time and invested in themselves to do the work. So that's two, two big things which is going to wrap up 2017 for me. So who is the workshop for on the Gold Coast? The workshop is for anyone really that really is looking to, you know, find some new ways to live their life and find some new ways to let go of control and find some new tools that they can start implementing in their daily rituals. Generally, most of my workshops, the women range from about 25 to 40, sometimes, I mean, or actually even older. You know, I have women like right up into their 50s come to my workshop. So there's not a set age for my workshops. I don't like to limit that. I have mums that come and sometimes I even have men. So if there's men that want to come, absolutely invite the men to come. And it's really just people that want to learn a new way of a new perspective on life. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And so how can people reach out to you and find you? So all my events um, are on my Facebook page. So my Facebook page is my name. So Catherine Otto Brino. And my Instagram is the same as well. So my full name. And you can reach out. You can message me on either one of those platforms. I also have a website, katherineottobreno.com.au, which will list all my events, you know, where my programs start, anything that's coming up. 
um, my blogs as well. So there are just a couple of ways that people can reach out to me. Awesome. I'll make sure I put the mention in the show notes so people can yeah, just jump on the link, yeah. the links on there for you. Is there anything that you're listening to or reading at the moment? Well, because I'm such an honest person, no, I have about seven different audio books which I have downloaded in the last probably month, I think. <laughs> so um, the book that I'm reading at the moment is actually called the Miracle Morning. So, oh, cool, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of that. I don't know if you've heard of The Miracle Morning. And I've also been reading Spirit Junkie, which is um, Gabrielle Bernstein as well. And then I have a hardcover book next to my bed. So right now that is I'm learning all about the different um, chakras, but like the celestial chakras as well. So not just the seven chakras in the body. So yeah, I like to mix it up. I listen to audiobooks a lot when I'm driving or when I'm walking or things like that, as well as podcasts. But I do mix it up and I do start things and then I stop them and then I might go back to them. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So just one last question. What would you say to someone who is looking to pursue their passions just like yourself and go out on their own and create their own business? Get over yourself and (laughs) um, just anywhere there's fear, move through it. So anything that scares you, keep leaning into it, keep moving forward, keep believing in yourself because that is the number one thing that is going to get you from A to B is, is the belief. And find the right mentors and the right coaches. Find the people that have done exactly what you want to do and get them to coach you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, your time today. And I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing. I think it's absolutely admirable and amazing that you're working with these women to actually help them move forward in their lives because we need more people like you in the world. This is just amazing. So I can't wait to be a part of your workshop uh, in November. Very excited. And I just want to thank you. And yeah, Thank you so much. I'm going to make sure I put all the details in the, in the show notes so people can reach out to you. And I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. I've loved every minute. Awesome. Thanks so much. I'll see you very soon, Catherine. All right. See ya. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.